0: This is Richard Epcar, the voice of the Joker. You're listening to the Longbox Crusade. What's in your long box?
1: <laughs> You're listening to the Longbox Crusade podcast, episode 21. Blackjack, baby! Featuring Phantom Stranger number eight. Cover dated of August, 1970. Welcome to the 21st episode of the Longbox Crusade. I'm your host, Pat, a.k.a. DJ Christatus. The Longbox Crusade is a podcast where each episode a random cover month and year is chosen and then an issue is selected from the over 20 plus longboxes that have been collected over the last 40 years and stashed away in my basement. Each episode, we will summarize, review and reminisce about that issue, ads and events of that time period. Joining me is Jared Albrick, the Yard Sale Artist. That
2: is a prescription for danger.
1: A.K.A. Death Probe.
2: Hey, man. Hey. What's up?
1: What's up? I haven't talked to you in a long time. I know.
2: Blackjack, baby. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. Got two aces? Got some ice. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> it's me. Ice, ice not ices. aces.
1: Aces. <laughs> oh, oh. Who else is here? <laughs> well, let me tell you, Jared. I'm glad you asked. Speaking about who else is here, we'll do a little bit different. We'll start with Delvin the Dark Wed Williams. Ooh. Ooh. Hey, Ooh. hey, hey! Just want you guys to know, I'm pretty good with a
0: cane. Don't mess around with me. I will whoop your ass.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Seems fair. Yeah, just better watch out. Watch Can't out, out for the <laughs> <blow>. <laughs> 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 Wow!
1: wow, wow, wow. Been watching too much Flash.
0: <laughs> Reading too much Phantom Stranger. One or the other.
1: Sitting right next to you, across the couch on the left seat, Ooh. is Jason Albrick. <laughs> weasel Skull.
2: Hey guys, can you give me a hand with this? I found this big, huge, honking sword oh, out man. in the middle oh. of the yard. But don't say it belongs to a giant because there's no such thing as giants. There's only science. <laughs> if you say they're giants, I'll hit you in your effing face. <laughs> 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 it seems like it was made for a giant. No. You're an angry giant, aren't you? <laughs> no, such thing, no such thing as giants. You know, I'm still trying to figure out where the cane joke came from. <laughs> I, I got it. i am flip it through it. I don't see anybody using a cane. <laughs> He didn't use a cane. He used the little rake that was on the ground. It was the rake on the ground. It looked like a cane to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, they set it up I in was the like, I I <laughs> <laughs> See, there's like the little rake on the ground between the two of yeah, them, and no, he steps I, no. on it. I got right. it. I got it. I just heard cane, and I was like, wait, who used the cane? I, I thought it was, was a cane. It looked like a cane. <laughs> to be honest, I thought it was a cane at first, too, but then I was like, where did he have a cane? And then I went back mm-hmm. through, and I looked at it. I was like, oh, okay. mm-hmm. Same process, I went sorry i just went with it did you go cane or rake on that i probably thought it was a cane or something
1: Mm -hmm. i just kept reading this is 38 freaking pages i gotta move on here was it 38 pages all in all i think well well, maybe not
2: anyway welcome
1: jason
3: (laughs) hey what's up everybody (laughs) jason's here
1: so we made it past 20 we're on to 21 now woohoo blackjack baby blackjack blackjack i like the gum. You guys ever have the gum, Blackjack? No. Since-
2: no. Is that like it's a black liquor- licorice gum? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Vaguely. Does it turn your, it turn oh. your teeth black?
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe, licorice yeah, probably. Disgusting.
2: You don't like licorice it? Don't?
1: No. <laughs> you
2: just haven't tried it. I have. Which <laughs> is why I know it's gross. <laughs> I love black licorice. Both the candy and the girl that I know down on 14th Street. <laughs> 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 I couldn't tell myself. <laughs> uh. No, you
0: couldn't. <laughs> I
2: think it's a girl.
3: <laughs>
2: right. uh, the girls have Adam's apples? <laughs> you Take the back. Save it. Man.
1: Speaking about Adam apples, let's go ahead and see what everybody's crusade is. Been a few months since we've done this, so where are we at on crusades? What's your current crusade? We'll start with Jason.
2: Right now, I'm really recovering from the Christmas holidays. As we're heading into the new year, as we record this, I'm trying to get back on the old fitness regimen. So I got up at five thirty in the morning again, and oh, good for you! Took myself into the gym today, and gonna do it again tomorrow, and just keep on doing that, and try to drop some lbs this year. Good for you.
1: Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Man, I couldn't get up that early.
2: That is early. It was
1: hard. I'm not gonna lie. Well, anybody can top that crusade? Not really. Nah. No. <laughs> okay, well then we're done. Nobody
0: else got him at five thirty in the morning. Nope. Definitely not getting up at five thirty in the morning, that's for sure. Well, Devin,
1: what's your current crusade?
0: My current crusade will be taking me to Tampa tomorrow. Uh-huh. I am going to watch my beloved Auburn Tigers play the dirty, disgusting, low-down Minnesota Gophers. I mean, they're in the ground. They're in the dirt. It's nasty. You can kill all the Gophers you want. We don't even have to have a reason. reason. I wasn't going to go. I had no plans on going to the game. One of my best buddies, Jarman, and also Crusaders Hi. Club member. Hello, Jay. He lives in Minnesota or lived in Minnesota for a dozen years. Now lives in Wisconsin, close to you, Pat. Oh,
1: really? Well, cool.
0: I'm going to have to get you the name of the city. I'm not going to remember it right now. It's, it's a weird name. Okay. Fond du Lac. <gasps> I can pronounce Fond I look at that the city name that he moved to I'm like I don't know what
2: that is they just put some, <laughs> put some letters together yeah. some vowels and consonants I like Fond both the city so, and the girl down the street <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a girl <laughs> does she have an Adam's out sure.
0: <laughs> so since he has Buzz in Minnesota and Auburn's playing Minnesota he's like yeah I was thinking like were you going to be down at the game and I'm like I wasn't going to go but for you I will go
2: so I'm
1: going.
0: Oh, I'm
2: Jared,
1: the crusade. Jared, what's your mm-hmm. current crusade?
2: I know I usually say art. I'll be more specific. Inking Cold Lightning 3. Just got some more pages in from the penciler there from South America. I'm just inking on that, trying to get that done for my slave-driving boss, Van Allen Plexico, friend of the show. Oh, all right. That sounds like some pretty
1: good crusades you guys got going on there for going into the new year. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Pat. Yes, Jared. What's your current crusade? Oh, Jared, I'm glad you asked. I'm gonna start reading some books. I want to start reading some novels. Judy Bloom. Yes. Nice. I'm gonna start there. Well, first I gotta get past uh, C. Spot Run. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I want to know where he's running. Where's he?
2: Where's he going?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Why
2: is he in a hurry? I've always
1: started it, but I could never finish it. (laughs) Why do I have to see him
2: anyway? I mean, really?
1: I don't know that either. But you know what? Once I'm done with the book, I can let you guys know.
2: Okay. Do that. I will. Seriously, do you have any uh, specific titles in mind? Are you looking at like fiction, nonfiction?
1: I have a few titles in mind that I want to start to read, believe it or not. I got a big collection of Star Wars novels that I've been collecting. Probably don't deserve it. No, you guys don't deserve it.
2: Okay,
1: Well, I know. Well, a few of you do, but so I have some of those. I have some Indiana Jones ones that I've been collecting as well too, and want to get to those. Some Robotech ones I want to get to because that was a great series. I want to re-go through that series again. And you know what? I'm gonna got some Sherlock Holmes books I want to read.
2: Nice better get cracking crack those yeah, books
1: open yeah i'm thinking i can do something at least get some books down this year it's been quite a while since i've read some novels so or you know paperback books things like that so
2: are you currently reading one did you crack one open yet
1: i'm deciding on which one i want to do so
2: i feel a fan poll coming on yeah maybe
1: <laughs> maybe maybe might make it part of a an- another thing i want to work on too for the new year so oh it's a secret yeah, secret, secret. Nice. I got that secret. That's my crusade. I kind of want to not only read some comics, but I also want to start getting back into some novels as well, too. They've just been collecting dust on the bookshelf for quite a long time.
2: All That's right. a good crusade. I like
1: it. And now that, that we've been going through the Sherlock, so I've also been kind of been interested in getting through those books as well.
2: Those are fun reads. I've read them all. Good for you. Good for me. Well, with that, we
1: want to invite you all to be a part of the show by submitting your comments and memories, which will be read later on in the show. All links and pictures for this episode are in the show notes, which can be found at the website longboxcrusade.com. Please add the podcast to your favorite podcast feed or on iTunes. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by the handle at Longbox Crusade. We hope you come along with us on this crusade, too read them all read them all now before we get started with this episode's issue let's take a quick podcast promo break from a friend of the show and we will be right back this year in 2020 we will see dc comics celebrating the 80th anniversary of robin and so
3: will terrence ryan and myself here on the podcast every other episode this year well <laughs> as long as rob can keep everything straight we'll have us following tim drake in the 1990s 2000s dc timeline the following episode we will be joined by a selection of special guests throughout 2020 the guests will be selecting their favorite robin and a story that connects them to the character it could be a comic movie animation hey wait so like uh we, could we be reading red hood and the outlaws on this show or Nightwing? Yeah, that's the idea. Whoa, 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 wait, so you're opening the door to not just Tim Drake, but any Robin? Yeah, so does that mean Rick Grayson? Yeah, like the new 52 Helena Wayne Robin of Earth 2? Heck, even the pre-crisis Robin of Earth 2? Or dare I even say, Damien? Damien? Batman Forever? 1950s Detective and Batman Stories? Batman 66 episode? Batgirl Stephanie Brown? Teen Titans Robin with Wolfman and Perez? Jeff Johns and... Oh no. No. Scott Lobdell? No! okay uh while i
1: give my co-hosts a minute or so to digest all of this information you can find our show robin everyone loves the drake comic podcast through the batmanuniverse.net podcasting network also available on apple podcasts or wherever you traditionally listen to your podcasts from now if you'll excuse me i think terrence might need a bottle of water
3: or maybe a paper bag oh new 52 it's gonna be okay terrence it's gonna be okay change of Tim Drake's origin. Don't worry, Terrence. Crazy Red Robin costume. It'll be okay. Uh, Maybe it won't happen.
1: Welcome back from the break. Today's adventure from the long box is Phantom Stranger number 8. Cover dated of August of 1970. Ooh. It's free sound effects. Nothing but the best. The credits for this issue are provided by Mike's Amazing World of Comics website. Publisher was DC. Got the cover date of August 1970, but its actual on-sale date was May 12, 1970. Cover price was just 15 cents. Wow. What? what? Can you believe it? This story was jam-packed. Hmm. <sighs> Fifteen cents worth. Editor was Joe Orlando. Writer is Denny O'Neill. Penciler is Jim Aparo. Inker is Jim Aparo, and letterer is Jim Aparo. I think he did a lot here.
2: Mm-hmm. Colors is unknown. Guess who I suspect? <laughs> yeah, the colors is so unknown.
1: <laughs> Aparo. Hmm. <laughs> Could he be. was like,
2: everybody out of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. It wasn't Glennis? Unknown. I looked in several sources and nobody knows. Interesting. Well, it did say inside
0: mentions the story and then it says art.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I, so. Suspect yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I suspect you're right, Jared.
1: If somebody out there listening knows, let us know. Be interested to find out. Let's go ahead and talk about the cover. Cover credits go to artist Neil Adams. And with that... Let's get a cover description from Jared. I've got you
2: covered. Well, you already know that it's Neil Adams, so you know it's going to be very cool. Speaking of which, a giant ice monster is destroying a ship at sea, which is pretty cold-blooded. Bang, bang! (laughs) (laughs) He got me again. The foreground has one of the <laughs> okay go on. no, no I, I don't believe you but here we go the foreground has one of the ship's crew frozen in a block of ice looking utterly terrified one of the slickest facets of the cover is how Neil worked in the image of the phantom stranger into the raging storm winds and that is good stuff and that's pretty much your cover very good very frozen.
1: Ooh. So let's go ahead and find out what you guys think of the cover and the art. We'll start with Jason.
2: Well, I thought that the cover overall was pretty creepy with the menacing ice giant and then the frozen uh seaman there.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> frozen sailor there. <laughs> and, and like Jared said, I really like the Phantom Stranger, kind of in that rain and fog in the background. I thought that was a neat touch. What do you think, Delvin?
0: When I first saw the cover and I saw the ice creature, I just thought it looked a little dumb, but what really drew me to it was the background image of the Phantom Stranger that Jared mentioned on the cover. I like that a lot, and it pulls
2: the entire cover together for me and does do a good job explaining the book. What do you think, Jared? I gave him the evil eye when he first said he thought it looked a little silly at the beginning. But I agree with you. When I first saw the cover, I was like, okay, it's a pretty good horror cover because I like the guy in the foreground who's looking very terrified. The snow monster, eh, it's decent. But yes, indeed, it's that little touch of the shadow of the phantom in the background that sells it and just makes it a fantastically spooky cover that as a kid I would have been like, ooh. And as an adult, I was like, ooh. So I nice. just noticed that there's this one sailor in the background and he's like doing a swan dive. Yes. Like right into the deck, deck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to end up well for him, <laughs> oh, but yeah, love it. Pat final word.
1: I agree with you guys as well too. I think that phantom stranger in the clouds really makes this issue pop. And you gotta get, I mean, this is 1970. So a lot of horror kind of be books, scary books are out around this time. The cover does pull you in and go, wow, there's something really different about it. Something strange happening, so sort of, I say. Mm-hmm. That makes you want to open it up and, and read it and, and figure out what is actually happening. So,
2: and it's Neil Adams. Very good. I like it. I know we don't have bric a brac built in here, guys, mm-hmm. but I have never read A Phantom Stranger before. Me and neither. I just want to take a quick poll. Me Pat, me. you say no? Nope. Delvin? Nope. nope. Jason? Nope. Screw it. Butterflies in the sky. I (laughs) I know
3: that's
2: a Chronicles thing, but I was like, man, podcasting there. You know, I've got this trade where I read it out of the trade, and this gave me a reason to crack it open because I've only had it for a few months, so I haven't gotten around to reading it yet. And uh, I'm glad I did, but we'll talk more about that later.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's really interesting to go back. You know, I don't think we've done a 70s. no.
0: This we, At least this 80s, later. nineties, yeah. Even some 2000s, we have not done yeah. 70s.
2: On the LBC? No. See, I don't think so. We did one in the Superman, an old Superman, but I want to say that it might have even been late 60s. It was a yeah. lost episode. Voodoo yeah. Doom of Superman. I remember yeah. that one. But either way, we yeah. rarely get to this point. Yeah. So All, this is really most cool. of the time we put the poll out to the Crusaders Club members. They always pick something in the 80s. So I was surprised to see we had yeah. 70 this year. This I was time.
1: surprised too, so. Good on you, Crusader Club members. Good on you.
2: Mixing it up.
1: Well, with the, the cover out of the way, let's go ahead and get a story synopsis brought to you by Delvin.
0: The title of this book is journey to the tomb of the ice giants somewhere in the northern part of the world the ss nightwing night is minding its own business when they are haunted by a mutated former mr freeze an ice giant the crew thinks that they are seeing things but batman mm, the phantom stranger warns them that they stood in the presence of evil yeah. we now go to the mutson oil company alaska division where gotham's Florida's big muckety-muck, Mr. Carmine Falcone, Mr. Mutson <laughs> tries to get in the steam bath and ends up frozen and dead. Enter Commissioner Gordon. I mean Terry 13, who resists Muttson's death being supernatural and really anything being supernatural in general. Especially not Batman, the Phantom Stranger, who good old Terry <laughs> wants to bop one if he would just quit disappearing. <laughs> Mutson's death reminds Terry of a previous death that seemed supernatural but was not. We also get to see Terry can scrap with some excellent, well, I found out was rake, not cane, work. Flashback done, Terry gets his wife and he heads up to the Arctic to solve the murder of Mutson. Terry gets there and the Phantom Stranger warns him not to go further. Terry tries to throw hands. The stranger disappears again. Terry and Mrs. 13 proceed and find a giant ice sword. Terry's about to rationalize it away when he gets bee slapped by an ice giant. The giant grabs Mr. and Mrs. 13 and the phantom stranger makes his appearance again to intervene alone with the mysterious Tala. I run long, saw so fast forward. Tala dupes the ice giants who are heralds of the old world to go back to their hiding for another day. They demanded a human sacrifice, which appeared to be Mrs. 13, but Hallipul, pulled the old switcheroony. Oh, yeah. With Denny O'Neill and Jim Aparo on the book, I immediately thought this could be a Batman book and thus my thing.
2: I got it. I got it from the get go. I got it.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
2: Tell <laughs> this couldn't be a Batman book. It's so cool to see where these creators we know them from Batman to see what they did before they got the gig, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I I, I know that name. (laughs) I am jumping ahead again. I can't help myself. I'll be quiet for (laughs) a minute. I know those names.
1: Well, Delvin, thank you for that awesome synopsis again, as always. Great as always. Great as always. Well, let's find out what you guys thought about the story. Let's get into it and we'll go starting with Jared.
2: I really liked it. I'd never read A Phantom Stranger before. we talked about that so it has a lot of newness to me and I enjoyed the Arctic setting I was a little put off with that whole story within the story that definitely felt like we had to make a page count type of thing mm-hmm. but on the flip side of that since I've never read A Phantom Stranger it gave me more of an insight into Mr. 13 so I was like okay I didn't really like the story because it's padding but then I was like I kind of need the padding because I don't know anything about <laughs> Mr. 13 yeah, yeah, so it paid itself off for me in the end I just thought it was intriguing It was very interesting to me. Again, never dabbled in The Phantom Stranger, and it's just interesting enough for me to say, yes, I do want to read more of these. And with that, I will give it to Delvin. Well, I want to piggyback on something you said.
0: That extra story brought a little bit of knowledge to us about Terry 13. It showed us Terry 13 does not like Phantom Stranger. By extension, he does not like anything supernatural. Everything must have an explanation. Sorry, Terry, you live in comic book world. Crap supernatural all the time. But he doesn't believe it. So he was very much a very early Fox Moulder, right? He did not believe in anything that was supernatural, didn't like any of it. It also showed that he could scrap. So he wasn't just the bookworm. You know, he could handle himself in a scrape. So. That back storyline did bring that. I figured it was a long read because I knew I was scrolling a little bit longer than normal looking at it. But it was a length, lengthier read, but it wasn't a long read. And yeah. I know you guys know what I'm saying by that. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I did enjoy the story. It was a simple enough story and about, you know, is it real? Is it imaginary? And I was left questioning exactly what the Phantom Stranger is because we didn't see a power mm-hmm. display necessarily. Yep, yep, same. Didn't want to fight disappeared into the wind at a whim and seemed to be kind of a spirit, supernatural maybe, but that was about it. So it would be interesting if more Phantom Stranger popped up in the future. We got to find out a little bit more about who he is. But it, it was interesting. I did
2: like the story. For longtime Longbox fans, I think the only time we've come across him was in the Crusademus episode with Shag when he brought the Blue Devil. I think the Phantom Stranger was involved in that issue. Oh, and I was yeah, all like, I don't understand that. the Phantom Stranger. And you guys made fun of me. You were like, that's the whole thing, the Phantom Stranger. Use that voice too, which was weird, but <laughs> Spot on, Jared, spot on. Yeah, that's it. I'm just keeping the history. Okay. Jason Regale us. Well, I think Delvin said a lot of what I had in the notes. I thought Terry thirteen was more like Scully than Moulder the skeptic. Delvin mixed um, his X Files characters, you bastard. Yeah. My bad. Character. But no, I dig what you're saying though. There definitely was an X-Files vibe with him. He was kind of a blend of Mulder and Scully a little bit. But like you, I was kind of curious as to what the Phantom Stranger's powers were cuz there was that one scene where he's like, "Well, I must fight this giant." And then he just jumps on his face and starts punching him through the cape or something. Yeah. And I was like, "Do you like have any powers at all? Cuz this <laughs> is going to end very badly for you." <laughs> the dominant green of comic books. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just going <laughs> at it, man. But overall, I really liked it. I liked the mystery of it. I did have a little bit of a problem with him just really writing off Maria really quick. Basically, yep, oh, yep, she's gone. But, you know, what can I do? Yeah, because that was weird. He <laughs> took this yeah. dynamite in there and seal the cave. Yeah, you know, sacrifices <laughs> have to be made. Yeah, as happens, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm about to solve this problem like Maria. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so heartbroken. Hard <laughs> <in the> hole. <laughs> which brings me to Taylor because I want to know more about Taylor. She seemed to be a very chaotic character and yet she's the one that saves Maria at the end of the comic. And so I was left really with a lot of questions about her as well. So, overall summary it was a good story, good read. I enjoyed it. Have some questions about the characters, which I guess is a good thing because I'm interested to keep reading the series. Pat, what do uh, you got? I
1: really liked this story. It's a mystery and like Delvin said, even though it seemed like it was long, it didn't read like it was long. I found myself thinking, Okay, I gotta read this book and I'm like, Okay, I'll do half now and then I'll do half in a little bit but i was like you know what i just kept going and i kept going through it because i was pulled into the story and i wanted to figure out the mystery and what was going on and like you guys said who is this phantom stranger what does he do seems like he's got some beef with this terry guy you know
0: terry doesn't like him that's for sure at all
1: (laughs) (laughs) is is he always around terry or something going on i i don't know
2: yeah i didn't know if there's a past between these guys or what but Terry just was not taking any yeah. guess.
1: To see the, you know, the giants and then figure out what happened to the boss guy of the boat, how we got frozen. I'm like, well, how does that get frozen that way? And then they try to throw you off with the story Terry tells. Mm-hmm, a little bit mm-hmm, yep. yeah yeah just kept me kind of going more and more you know next page next page let's get into this a little bit more
2: how but much freon was in that too too i don't <laughs> know apparently <laughs> a whole heck of a lot
1: <laughs> and that was kind of an interesting little side short story as well too how he figured that out that it was the brother-in-law or somebody like, i can't remember who I'm still kind of interested on what is the Phantom Stranger? What does he do? I asked that question on an earlier episode, Mm-hmm. and y'all were like, "He's
2: a Phantom Stranger. You're not supposed to know." And, and I still that-
1: don't. And I still don't. Yeah, having uh, Talia come in and play a little opposite of what the Phantom Stranger is. Bad. it's, it's
0: Tala, not Talia. <laughs> Tala? What did but I did say, Talia? Really funny that yeah, <laughs> it could be a Batman story.
2: Yeah, a little bit like that. It's just interesting, very interesting. She actually reminded me of the Enchantress from the Thor universe.
0: She reminded me a little bit of Shakira and how independent she was from Warlord. Not
2: yeah, the singer, her
1: too.
0: <laughs> well. <laughs>
1: I thought it was a really interesting story, more than what I thought I was going to like it. And like Jared said, too, I'm kind of interested in reading a more Phantom Stranger to get a little more background on who he is and what he does.
0: Yeah, surely at some point they, they're going to have to define his power set and what it is and what he does. Yeah, the best I have is that he's kind of a spirit.
1: Yeah, it just shows up and... You know, does he only bother this Terry guy or does he do some other things and show up when freaky stuff happens? And why did he not want Terry to go? Because he knew he was going to get hurt?
0: Yeah, I think he knew what was up there. Well, even had he gone, come out and said, Terry... There are freaking ice giants up here, and they (laughs) (laughs) represent. Yeah, they (laughs) (laughs) represent old God. Yeah, Terry was was automatically like, I don't want to hear anything that you have to say because you come out with this supernatural mumbo jumbo. I'm not here for it. Terry, you're about to get. Slapped by a ice giant. <laughs> He's
2: gonna throw yeah. that out, and he got friggin' smacked. Now. He did. Man. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention how Phantom Stranger defeated the ice giants by basically saying this world sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. You know what this, world, know is know what is this world? He liked talking about the worst parts of it. He left out like Disneyland. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he left so out comic shot, the internet, shot, there uh there nice licorice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are some pretty cool things on this world, yes. <laughs> the
2: Church of Nuggets I've heard so much about.
0: I kind of liked how he It was appealing to reason, though. It was pretty good thinking because for whatever reason, it seems like the Phantom Stranger is loath to fight physically. That is not his thing. Who knows why? But well, he tried to fight him physically and he got B-slapped too, man. But before that, he said he didn't want to.
1: Mm-hmm. He doesn't like it.
2: Yeah, even that's, that's, re- that's what everybody who doesn't know how to fight says. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fight and you lie. <laughs> <laughs> but he did. He did the dirty move with the cape, just wrapped it around the guy's face and just started pummeling away. Until he lost his hat. Poof, he got whacked and lost his hat. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he gets his power from the hat. Maybe. Dress is cool though. Yeah, he's got a sweet, sweet costume. Yeah.
3: He
0: that's had a like, cool. sweet silver mane too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm had the silver haircut going
2: on. Looking got, some, got some chains. Rackets some chains. Take your word for that one because I read it in black and white in the showcase.
1: <laughs> well, let's go ahead and talk about the art in here. We'll start with Jason.
2: Well, I thought the story art was pretty fantastic,
1: to be honest.
2: You know, you can make a little bit of a crack about the ice giants, but I still thought that the designs for 1970 were pretty freaky looking. I really appreciated all the details in the background, everything from the glaciers that we have here to the earlier in the story with the garden and the glass house there. That was really cool that they had a lot of detail. Colors are brilliant. Whoever colored it did a fantastic job. As far as the layouts go, it's almost perfect. I didn't really feel like any page was underused or too crowded. So overall, hats off. I think this is top notch. But I'll pass it to Jared. He's the pro here. He can <laughs> Yes. Let me pass judgment on Jim Aparo real quick. <laughs> yes. Go ahead, Jared. Now Say some bad things about Jim Aparo. You're right. From the moment I opened this up to page one, I was like, this is Jim Aparo. You just know him when you see him. I know him from Batman. He's a top tier Batman artist to me. Always was. Always will be. And then I turned the page. I already know it's Aparo. I turned the page to see it's a Denny O'Neill story. It's magic in a bottle. And when you go back to look that Apollo basically did all the art, according to all the sources, pencils and inks, at least, and letters, this cat knows how to make comics. It looks gorgeous all the way through. It's got a high page count. There's no slacking off. Like you said, layouts are great. Same as you, Jason. I go on and on. I challenged someone to not like the art in this, and I challenged Delvin. I enjoyed the art. I can't speak eloquently about it like you and
0: Jason did, but... It 100% wasn't a distraction. I, of course, know Paro from Batman as well and remember the style that he had. And it's a very similar style to what he did way back in the 70s. So if he clearly knew what he was doing about composing a comic book in its entirety of artwork, he didn't lose any of that going into the 80s and the 90s with what he did with Batman. So I enjoy the art a lot.
1: Pat? Pat? I'm just going to, again, re-say what you guys said as well, too, as the art was Mm -hmm. great by Jim Aparo. I think that's what made this story, for me, go a lot quicker. Just looking at the art, the art kind of tells the story as well, too. As well it should in a great comic. Exactly. So you can look at it without seeing the words and kind of understand what's happening.
2: Oh, you didn't read it. No. (laughs) You got me. You got me.
1: Great layouts, great colors, not much else to say than what you guys did, so. With that, Jared, why don't you take us through your spot of the show?
2: Ah, so now we are going to be forced to choose. You get to meet Jim Aparo at a random Comic-Con, and he's got all the original pages from Phantom Stranger number eight, summer of 1970, and he says, I love you long box guys. Take any page you like. Then he looks at Pat and he's like, don't cheat and take a double page spread. Oh, sh- <laughs> so Let me see some of your Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pat, let's have you go first. You can pick one page to frame it, hang on your wall. And if you want the double page spread, you know, you can have it. You can be that guy. It's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Do you know, the, the, Like basically when you move to page two and three of the yeah. story.
1: Yeah, I would go with that page. Definitely pretty dope. That's pretty good. You have the the words, the phantom stranger in the journey to the tomb of the ice giants.
2: Apparently lettered by Mr. Aparo himself. I like the way that he's got the ship, like Jason was talking about details. Oh, the yeah. ship kind of going right between them. The ship looks great. Everything's great. Mm-hmm. That would be mine if I could get that. Cool. Before. All right. Jason? Well, I think I'm going to have to pull a pat and do a double page spread as well. For me, it's 20 and 21. And just because... <laughs> Everything sucks! Yeah, but, but it's all like... Because <laughs> knowing my history the way I do, 1970 is when the Environmental Protection Agency is finally formed. And it's because of this. It's because there was so much pollution in the air. Rivers were literally catching on fire. There was so much industrial waste that the federal government finally did something under Nixon to combat that. And so to me, this page is a little bit of history. It speaks to me, especially the air quality. The air itself is choked with grime. I would love to have this piece of art, framed and hung in my cubicle at work. This would be awesome for that. So that's my choice. Page 20 and 21. I'll let it slide this time. Thank you. <laughs> Delvin.
0: I like the picture of the Phantom Stranger fighting the Ice Giant
2: because it's cool. <laughs> that's the one that, I was going to pick. That, that's, that's my alternate right there. <laughs> I think that was a, a page 18. The 18th page of content, I, I think. It is, yes.
0: Yeah, the Ice Giant is all cool in detail. There's a big freaking sword on there. Phantom Stranger in the action. That's a very cool picture. I like that a lot. He's
2: rescuing those two. The 13s. 13s, yeah. It's Like 26 points of rescue. That's right. Because <laughs> there's two 13. You minus it is what you do. <laughs> yes. All right. And I'm with you, Delvin. I like where he's punching that out. I mean, if I'm honest, if I'm really honest, I would take the double page spread. Like Pat said, he got Phantom Stranger and this ice monster and the ship and all that. But if I play by my own rules, not taking a double page spread, I would, yeah, the one where he's punching out the snow monsters. Cool. Very cool. I really like that Taylor, too. Well, that one with yeah. Phantom Stranger and Taylor is kind of neat. And you get the ice giant up top there on 16. That's cool. That's There's awesome. a lot of good ones, man. Even this one on 15, this is a good one with the Ice mm-hmm. Giant and then mm-hmm. him on the oh, second yeah. panel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not really a bad page in the bunch, really. Not really. Mm-hmm. Not really. I'm not turning any down. Let's make exactly that. well. Good choices, all. And Pat, I'll hand it
1: back to you. Well, thank you, Jared. With that, let's find out. Does this bring back any memories? Was any of us born in 1970? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I hate to oh, ask, was... but you know, like, what can this bring back as a memory? But let's find out. You know, does it trigger something? Does it trigger a memory, Delvin? No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> good. Good. Thanks for playing.
2: sorry. I don't have any memories from 1970. I don't have any memories from 1970, but Jared touched on Denny O'Neill and Jim Aparo. Mm -hmm. Those were the two that were writing and drawing on Batman when I first started reading comics. and Mm And one of the reasons why I got hooked into comics. So even though I didn't read their Phantom Stranger until this very issue, that duo brought me into the world of comic books. Sure. well same for Jason because you know I was living in the same house reading the same comics but I will change my memory to something much more recent which is the showcase that I read it out of I bought it at Ollie's they had the big Ollies mm-hmm. trade paperback sale you got the whole showcase of over 500 pages 299 <laughs> and I remember I was there and I was just like loading my cart I mean I bought probably 25 trade paperback so there are 2.99 of all these showcases mm-hmm. and i yeah. fatal mistake was i texted pat and i was like you want any of these he was like get me all of them so now i have damn right i have like 50 of these in my cart now <laughs> yeah. i mean i brought out a truckload of these things and so just buying all those showcases at once was fun and, it, and this is the first episode where it paid off because i had mm-hmm. the comic to read so there you go good awesome. times Actually, I lied. This is the second episode where this paid off. I read the Justice Society one Society. that we yep. did on oh, Chronicles. Right, right. Out mm-hmm. of my trade as well. Yep. That's coming from I an used eye. to have the solo issue, but I sent it to Pat. Yep. <laughs> Pat, memories? I wasn't
1: born then, so I don't have a memory of this, but it reminds me of some of the older comics back then and makes me have that love. For it. Just that great art, that great storytelling that's going on here makes me want to read some more older stuff like that. Like uh-huh. you guys said as uh-huh. as a kid's, you know, seventy, so I'd say, you know, five, six years later, I'd be reading some of this stuff and it's still good stuff to read. And I'm I'm glad we went and read this one because it makes me have an appreciation for this, you know, compared to where like, Oh, you know, back then those comics were, you know, somewhere. All right. Some weren't these kind of mystery ones. I guess I never really got into as a kid. Mm -hmm. But now I think I do, you know, I think I would, I want to hear a little more mystery ones like these or, yeah, even they're good where they make you think.
0: Some of the people
1: I follow on Twitter are big
0: influencers But I read some article and it said that a lot of Comic book collectors, and maybe because a lot of the community is a little bit older, Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe it's because people are turned off by the average comic book being about $3 nowadays.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: So they are finding a lot of the treasure trolls in the quarter bin comics and the Mm -hmm. 50 comics, where you go and you get a run of 30 something comic books for $15. Yeah. And you are reading a story. Where the artwork is good, the entertainment value is high, Hi. the storylines are intricate. You are just as entertained as you would if you got a comic book today because a story isn't going to be that differently told in 1970 as it is now in 2019. There are only so many different ways you can tell a hero story. That doesn't mean that they all don't have have some sort of value. But you go back and you read that stuff and you see this is just as good, if not better, as anything that's being printed today. Mm -hmm. And you can get lost in it. And you'd be happily lost, too.
1: Yeah, there's so much out there that you can mm-hmm. get in bins. That's what I like about it is you can go back bin diving whatever and just come out with, whoa. You know, not just trying to fill your holes in, in the collecting, <laughs> but
2: just to get. Yep. <laughs> this showcase is 22 <laughs> issues, man. 22 issues. $3. $3, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it No, no. We were talking about that when we were reading Amazing Spider-Man, how good of a run that Goblin saga was that we Mm -hmm. finished. And uh, yeah, and I mean, I've never read that before in my life and it was just as good or if not better than most of the stuff I'm reading today. Yeah, so you really appreciate it. And the other thing, too, is like Jared sent me a bunch of war comics Mm -hmm. one time. And I haven't read war comics in forever, but I just started reading through it. And it took me back. I don't know if Jared remembers, but our friend Amy Miller, who lived up the street, her brother had the big box of war comics. And we would just spend all summer just sitting out there reading Mm -hmm. comics. Yeah, it's like Pat was saying. It just... Brings you back and gives you good memories. Or makes you want to find <laughs> that thing that you never did. Like yeah. Pat was saying, you know, mm-hmm. Phantom Stranger, Haunted Tank, House of Mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, genres I never jumped into. In fact, I think if you read the latest newsletter from the Long Box <laughs> Crusade, I wrote an article about that. Oh. And Pat did a maglet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's funny,
1: too. It's tough times, guys. Tough times. (laughs) Hey,
2: I got a whole book of Mad Libs here for you if you're ready to get rid of the block again.
1: That was fun. (laughs) It was fun. Yeah, definitely makes me appreciate kind of what we're doing as far as going through Crusader Chronicles and with the Long Box Crusade, just kind of jumping back in different times and going through what I have in my collection. So it's fun. Well, then, with that, that's going to bring us to the end of this part of the show. You got a comment or question? Send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com or make a comment on the Longbox Crusade Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram page. And we will be right back.
3: Hey, everyone. My name is Michael Bailey, and I like Superman. Like a lot. Like... He's my favorite character. I like him so much that I have podcasted about the Man of Steel more than any other character. Back in 2017, I started a show called It All Comes Back to Superman to serve as the monthly reaffirmation of my Kryptonian faith. Well, the monthly thing hasn't worked out, but I'm hoping to change that in 2020. This year, there will be at least one episode a month of the show, and most of those will be part of a series I'm calling Superman is for Everybody. Superman is for Everybody springs from my desire to talk to people that have channeled their love and affection for the character into other avenues, like cosplay, or podcasting, or academia. New episodes will drop in the first or second week of the month, with special episodes popping up at random, because that's how I roll, apparently. It all comes back to Superman as part of the Fortress of BaileyTube podcasting network, which can be found at www.fortressofbailey2.com. The show is available through Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, and it's even on Spotify. It all comes back to Superman. Because really, it does. Give me a few minutes and I'll make the connection. Why are you walking away? I'm not done talking to you.
1: Welcome back from the break. Let's continue on with the show. Now it's time to scan through the featured issue of Phantom Stranger number eight for the top ads that stood out for us. And a segment called Add It Up.
3: Here
1: are the ads that stand out to us. For this issue. Jared.
2: What Whoa, I get make? my pick of the litter. Okay. Got it down to two. Pat, pick a letter mm-hmm. A or B. I'll say A for Albrecht. Okay. Then I'm going with the tanks that made military history model kits from Aurora. The Aurora tank model kits, they have, I think, 10 different tanks on display that you can order. And they come with battlefield display stands. Although I was not around, as we said, in 1972, truly enjoy and embrace this ad. I do love model building, and tanks are always cool. So yeah, I'm down with the Aurora model tanks. All right.
1: Thanks That's for a good. Choosing. One. Thanks for choosing it.
2: Thanks for choosing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that what you said? Thanks. Yes. <laughs>
1: Thanks for choosing it. <laughs>
2: oh, I'm ashamed of myself for laughing at that. <laughs>
1: Pat, what do you got? I'm going to go with one on the back. It is the Hot Wheels one.
2: That was my B, because I've actually played with that toy. Oh. But tell me why you like
1: it. Well, back then, you know, as a kid, I always liked Hot Wheels, and I liked the tracks that you could build with that. You know, they had the long orange plastic (laughs) Yeah, Jason used to beat my ass. (laughs) <laughs> well, back then they were a good way Get a for good sword. a
2: sword with it,
1: we used to use them as swords in the neighborhood and all that but this is a pretty cool little action set here I like it it's a three-decker and the cars can zoom around on it really like cool
2: parking garage style I think it's got the little elevator on it
1: mm-hmm Yeah, I used to play with that when I was a kid. Never seen anybody that had that, so...
2: Yeah, I don't remember if we had it, if Jason and I had it, or maybe it was at a friend's house, but I definitely played with that when I was little. Cool. I thought you had one. I think my memory... I know I played with one, so... It was a toy you had. Yeah, I probably had next to my Sky Strikers. (laughs) Yeah. I was (laughs) playing playing with my sticks (laughs) I found outside.
1: I had a lot of Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars back then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Had them yep. in the big buckets of just, you know, you just throw them all in there. And...
2: Yeah, man. Hot Wheels never go out of style. Both my boys played with Hot Wheels when they were young. Still cracking up. Fun Hot toy. Wheels. Now, Good if you toy. want to keep the pun thing going from tanks for that one, just say, we'll now check in with Jason. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll now check in with Jason on his ad. <laughs> I'm writing jokes that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there's a lot of cool stuff in here. And, I mean, I was having a hard time. I like the Tanks thing. There's 15 records set. Man, we get 30 songs, 30 rock songs. I got free tickets to the Tilt-A-Whirl at Palisades Park. <laughs> I mean, (laughs) he's holding a pad. He's taking them all. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. But at the end of the day, I'm going to settle on. I love Stratomatic. I get the Stratomatic baseball game to this day. I have a whole closet full of Stratomatic baseball games, and I would love to have the 1970 Big League baseball games Stratomatic so I could play with Fergie Jenkins, Reggie Jackson, Kirk Flood. Man, that would be awesome. So that's mine, 1970, big league baseball games. I I didn't even know they were making that game to this day. They are. Wow. I found a couple from like the 80s at yard sale, and then I flipped them on eBay, but I had no idea they were still in circulation. Yep. You can still get them to this day. Cool. Cool. Very neat. Very neat. Delvin? Pitch it it to Delvin. (laughs) Pitch it (laughs) to Delvin. Patsy, I'm going to pitch it to Delvin. (laughs) I hope I didn't steal yours, Delvin. I'm going to pitch it over to you. You don't write jokes for everybody. You, you didn't, Jason.
0: So you're safe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> the one that caught my attention was the uh, space landing one about building oh, man's yes. first moon base. Yes, that was a good one, too. Google. It's 1970, and space exploration is the thing in the United States, and it kept the United States' wonder for quite some time. I really hope that we go back to space exploration again and take it seriously as a country, because I think there's a lot of things we can find out there. And it'd be really cool. And so just the idea that they had toys like that to spark kids' imaginations to want to do things like be uh, astronauts and be astronomers and
2: astronomers. Astronomers. Astrologists.
0: They were sparking the imagination like that. These are cool toys that kids should definitely be playing with. So I love the idea of it alone.
2: Major Williams, Space
1: Force,
2: (laughs) back on the show. (laughs) Save me, Major Williams.
0: I'll save you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is a cool scene. Oh,
2: yeah. That's a great model set. You know, I love models. Definitely a good choice. Very cool. Very cool. The ad looks good in black and white, too.
0: And of course, it has that American flag on there. Heck Mm -hmm. yeah. Gotta
1: have it. Well, do you have a comment on this? Let us know. Email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com or comment on the Longbox Crusade Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram page and let us know what your favorite ad was. Whose ads did you like? Now, let's continue on with the next segment called Way Back in Time.
2: Once again, it is time to take another revealing peek back into history.
3: What famous date shall I set it to today, Mr. Peabody?
1: August 1970. Here's some history notes for August 1970. Started off with August 1st. EAA convention moves from Rockford, Illinois to Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Uh oh. Yeah. That's just a half an hour away from me, boys. Don't know what that is. Happens every year. It's a big EAA. All the planes, big EAA. Oh, that's the big
2: air show. The big air show. Okay. Yeah. I know what it is now. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Very cool.
2: And then on August 1st, also, it's the second San Diego Comic-Con, Internet at the U.S. Grant Hotel. Oh, man. <laughs> I think they've moved to a bigger venue since then. <laughs> <laughs> Six kids
0: trading comics. <laughs> Next up, Kevin Smith, American director, was born August 2nd. You might know him from movies such as Chasing Amy, Mallrats, Clerks, and he was born in Red Bank, New Jersey.
2: The kid's on the escalator again. (laughs) (laughs) Kid? Never did see that schooner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, on August third, the second ever NFL work stoppage ends with the NFL and Players Association agreeing to a four-year nineteen point one million dollar deal. Nineteen point one million dollars for the whole association. Ooh. <laughs> there are players today making like five times that much money. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, apparently uh, they came to a settlement, 19.1 million. Don't know what they were fighting about, but I don't, wasn't, I can't remember. (laughs) Yeah, there
1: you go. What what was I thinking? Uh, On August 4th, Jim Morrison is arrested for drunkenness. And that made the news? Mm hmm. Yeah, there was a
2: trial later on. (laughs) Seems like there could be a daily. (laughs) Well, that was the day he was arrested. Oh, (laughs) really? Okay. They Somebody finally had enough of his drunk ass. <laughs> <laughs> then on August 25th, Elton John's first U.S. appearance in Los Angeles. On August 27th,
0: Jimi Hendrix creates his last studio recording at Electric Lady Studios in New York. An instrumental called Slow Blues. Never heard of it. Have you guys
2: heard of that? Mm-hmm. No, mm. I do I'm not up on a lot of Jimmy. I've like a Jimmy Hendrix greatest hit CD, and so I just know his greatest. I, hit. I do too. And I, that's not on it, is it? I don't think so. I, I've never really been into Jimmy, but I have a lot of respect for Jimmy because I feel like without Jimmy, we don't get Prince. Without Jimmy, we don't get a lot of people. Yeah. And our last one's going to be August 28th, and it's going to be more music news. I'll Be There, the single by the Jackson 5, is released and becomes Song of the Year for 1970. And man, that is a belter of a song everybody loves. I'll Be There by the Jackson
1: 5.
2: Well, let's get into some movies for August
1: 1970. (laughs) This month's going to be a little different. There wasn't a lot. Mm -hmm. And... In the stats that I looked up, we didn't really have an order of the top 10. So we're just going to give you a few. Of Basically the, the
2: top five and no discernible order. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's going to go fast, too. <laughs> yes. I ain't heard of none of these. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not a
0: single one. Good grief. If you hadn't heard of it, yeah. not, I, I didn't have a chance. <laughs>
1: Well, let's just read them here, boys, and then.
2: (laughs) All right. See, maybe the listeners could tell us something.
1: Yeah. If the listeners have you've seen this movie, please let us know. First would be from August 3rd, Anne and Eve.
2: And then I'm guessing this means it's also from August 3rd, is performance.
0: Yep. Moving on to August 12th, Lovers and Other Strangers.
2: Each and every one of these is sound like this. this (laughs) (laughs) What list did you pull this from? (laughs) Pretty sure I saw ann and Eve on Cinemax late one night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on August nineteenth, WUSA. Oh, I thought that was Jar Jar Binks's film, <laughs> <So> stupid. <laughs> How do you sleep at night? I don't know. I'm sorry, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but where would you sleep at night, Pat? Well, on August
1: twenty eighth, if you were really sleepy, you'd find a quiet place in the country. <laughs> So those are your top
2: porn films for summer. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) 1970
1: movies. Yeah, Let's go ahead and get to the top three songs according to
2: Billboard at this time. Number three, Mama Told Me Not to Come by Three Dog Night. Want some whiskey in your water? Some sugar in your tea? (laughs) What's all these crazy questions they're asking me? This party that could ever be Don't turn on lights Cause I don't want to see The ball is and
3: out Nazi club <inias> Da,
2: da, da, The ball is the club I love Three Dog Night and I love this song. If you don't have Three Dog Night's greatest hits, go get it. Good stuff. Jeremiah,
3: what the bullfrog?
2: Okay, at least I know that song. All right. No, that you'd know, you know the other one if we sang yeah. it right. You're that the ain't the way to have fun. <laughs> it's so will never know it. <laughs> that ain't the way to have fun. No! Mama told me not. anyway. That'll play the same. <laughs> you hear it. You hear it. All right.
0: Number two song is Make It With You by the excitingly titled
3: Bread. Dreams there for those who sleep. to keep, and if you're wondering what this song is leading to, I want to make it with you, I really think that we could make it good,
2: I'm going to guess that's white
1: trying to think of how this song goes. I think it goes a little something like this.
2: Mama told me not to come. <laughs> Since nobody's got anything on bread, It's a joke in there somewhere, I'll hit us up with a number one song. and Just like me, they long to be close to, to you by the Carpenters. Why do birds suddenly appear every time you are
3: near
2: Just like like me, they long
3: long to to be close to to you. Man, I wish
1: I was a carpenter. Why Why do stars stars show up up in
2: the sky? sky Every time time you walk by, just just like me. We're just killing
0: (laughs)
3: dogs.
0: Great job you guys are doing here. here. This is (laughs) awesome.
2: The day, the day that the you were born, the angels day. got together and decided to <laughs> and make
0: a dream come and true. Come the end of this part of the show, got a comment or question?
3: Moonbeams in!
0: Send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com. You can also follow and leave a comment on Twitter at longboxcrusade. We'll be right back.
1: The time is out of joint. The time is out of joint.
2: The time is out of joint.
1: the year is 1994 or 1944 or maybe
3: 2994 time is under threat and history is falling apart who will survive this crisis and how will history be changed for those that do zero hour strikes takes you back to that dc comics crossover and covers the entire story issue by issue tie-in by tie-in
1: as the dc universe goes down to zero join bass and siscoid at fire
3: or on itunes zero hour strikes a proud member of the fire and water podcast network remember legion
2: Welcome back from the break. Now, let's give the feedback part of the show, where we share your comments, emails, questions, likes, and shares in a segment called Crusader Comments. As always, we're thrilled to kick these comments off with our special shout-outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from my online store, com forward slash, every time you are near, tilde.org. Okay, close to you. I don't, I don't think it's <laughs> 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 Use the word close to you for special distance. <laughs> All right, it's the yard sale artist.bigcartel.com. Buy something, won't you? You also get early access to special episodes. You get to vote to determine show content, quarterly newsletter, tons of stuff. So just check it out. Here are the fine folks who've already gotten aboard the USS Crusaders Club. Toot-toot! Helica, Whoop Bill from the Bat Pod Blast It Or Stash It Bob Busta Busta Braxton Underwood David Capuni Dave Collins <laughs> Rival Wagon
1: Gene Hendricks Gerald Green
2: I The Collector Ivor Evans Jeremy L. The L stands for Longbox. Jim Jarman. Joe Thomas. John Watson. John Clean slate in 2020 and Maggie. Hey Maggie. Jose Puyo. Maxwell Traver. Miranda W.
1: Paul Heeks. Reggie Hancock.
2: Rick from Jeff and Rick Present. Ronald Went. Ross Michaud. Ryan Daly, Samantha Maney, Sean Urbanski, Steve Cronin, Tim Price, Toronto Cop, and one time donor Bradford Williams. As usual, if we missed anyone on our list, we certainly apologize. Just keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you're a recent addition, we'll be adding you soon. But still, no worries. You can just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to pat at longboxcrusade.com. It's lonely, and he just I wants to you. hear from you. Now, as a reminder— Want you
1: to be close to me. <laughs>
2: just like me anyways as a reminder you can become a crusaders club member just like those names you just heard by heading over to patreon.com searching Longbox crusade for as little as one dollar a month you can access the amazing world of the crusaders club come check it out and if you don't have any money laying around you can't spare the dollar a month we support that too all you need to do is give us a little bit of the feedback just go into itunes or whatever device you're listening to if you've got a feedback ability give us some feedback we'd love to hear from you we like them five stars, but hey, give us what you think we deserve, and we'll be happy to read your review on the next show, provided it doesn't have any profanity in it. Looking at you, Jason. Oh, well, <laughs> wait, that was Sean Connery who did that. <laughs> Let's tell you what I think of your show. <laughs> All right, that's enough from Sean Connery. And you know what the uh, difference between your show and a bucket of shit? the bucket. <laughs> thanks sean it's a it's a live rating from a review that sean connery We had the folks carry on lads. it's a four <laughs> you get a four <laughs> and now we're just going to jump into our social media likes shares and retweets from pat kick it off
1: again we're gonna kick this one off from episode 20 with aaron head moss Left our wallet
0: with Al Gotta get it. it Gotta get, it's got, it's got it's got get it. it. Next up is Angelica,
2: Betty Wolf, Ooh. Armagan, Ahmad. Oh boy, here it goes. We got Chris at BTO and Bat Books. <laughs> Let it roll. Down the hill. Roll, 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 roll. roll. Show sure Clifford Alvarez Clinton Robinson, And his blog, Coffee and Comics, straight from the basement Dustin Staub Fan Film Fridays Podcast Gene Hendrix and Jerry Green Green, Green Lantern, Lantern HG Hal Jordan Paul Hicks Homeschooled Film School Ivan Chudley Jonathan Schaefer Haynes Happy New Year
0: <laughs> M. Anthony Gerardo
2: we go. No. So I'm Mark DeSimone. I'm very
1: proud to announce this one. It's Mike Peacock.
0: And Nicholas Prom. Ross Michaud, who doesn't like my singing. Oh, mm-hmm. sad panda. Aww. He may
2: not like this episode. <laughs> 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 the lovely Ruth Sutherland. Ryan Daly. The Hammer Strikes. Random
0: geeky stuff. The lesser half of Married with Comics. That would be John, who used to know what he did. <laughs> but it's a new year.
2: It's a new year. Tim Price, come on down. You're the next contestant on Long Box Crusade. <laughs> Up next is TPS buyers.
1: That's our friend Derek. The Toronto, Toronto cop. cop. Bad boys,
2: bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they do come, when come for we come oh, oh. Hey. Here we go. You ready, Pat? Mm-hmm. Give him a beat.
3: Well, there ain't no packing like the unpacking power
2: of the unpacking
1: power of the power pack. That's packing. It's the power pack. And I want to be close
2: to you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They get better every time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Van Allen Plexico and last Warlock Thanos podcast. Now it's just the Warlock podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got the joke. <laughs>
0: Hey, 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 hey. Jokes for Jared.
2: This is a thing that was snapped, but in my joke he snapped himself away, so it kinda of fucked it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy Don't overthink it. It was good. <laughs> no, <what? laughs> oh, LBC crew, I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness! Let's get into some comments, and I guess it's my turn, so I'll kick it off with GLHG, and he said, and again, these are from episode twenty, where we talked about Superman six six six, even though it didn't have anything to do with demons. The devil. Anyway, he said, I was laughing from beginning to end that quote, "We're basically a boy band," end quote, which I think was dull. (laughs) My braid wouldn't stop, so blame him for this. The old boys LBC. Then he posted a picture of what I can only assume is perhaps the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC or New Kids. But he put our heads on their bodies, and it's really quite comical. I look good in that orange shirt, but Delvin and Pat with those vests, man. (laughs) Look at those guns on me. (laughs) I'm all tatted up. Look at that, man. (laughs) It's a hilarious picture. GLHG always goes above and beyond. We appreciate it.
1: <laughs> we shouldn't do a boy band like that and dress like that. We fun. do
2: that. <laughs> we do that. We have matching tracksuits
1: and bowler hats. That's right, we do. <laughs> well, I'll take the next one, and it's from Paul Hicks. And Paul says, at Yard Sale Artist, you are not forgiven for the Doom Patrol ignorance. At least Christatos01 makes up for that. You know, I did. You know, I was yeah. watching your back,
2: Paul. You make up for most of my shortcomings. Mm -hmm. Got one here from Ryan Daly who says, Wow, I have to disagree with you fellas on two counts. First, I disagree with your criticisms of the cover. I really, really like it. I like that Superman is depicted in action, demonstrating his strength in a way only Superman can. And then that's it. I cut it off at that point. Yeah, we're done with his rebellion. (laughs) All right, all right. So he says, I like the drabness of background colors, in effect, making Superman look more isolated. I would definitely pick this up for the cover. It didn't quite tickle my tummy feathers, but it brushed up against them in a way that made me feel funny. And then he says... I also disagree with your assessment that Superman's greatest power is his ability to inspire greatness. Everyone knows his greatest power is his ability to cause amnesia in the people he kisses. You know, I knew that at one time, but I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I saw Jason kissing Superman close to you. Now, What happened was, Jason kissed Mary Jane, but she had just kissed Superman.
0: <laughs> we were just wandering around, just lost. <laughs>
2: it was a really confusing Still day. Still had some of
1: that on her cheery lip gloss.
2: <laughs> Clark! <laughs> I need my man to Steel, baby. <laughs> and you know what, though? At the end of the day, it's perfectly okay to disagree. You like the cover? That's cool. I mean, it's not Bad cover, and like we say on this network. You like it, you like it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yep. Yep. Preach. We'll end with a
0: compliment from the lesser half of Mary with comics, who said Satan indeed, which was a very funny uh cover description that Jared had that included the words Satan to parody off of Satan. And it was funny. Could have a lot,
2: lot more meteors. Like, say, 10 meteors. Yes. <laughs> very good. Very, very well done. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you, Jonathan. Hope you have a wonderful 2020. And thanks to everyone for the follows, likes, shares, and comments. We appreciate your friendship and help in spreading the word about this podcast. And
1: that's the show. So be sure to check out our website at longboxcrusade.com, where posts will be made for journaling this crusade. I want to thank Jared, Jason, Delvin, for joining me on this episode. But before we go, let's find out where the listeners can find us on the internet. We'll start with Jason.
2: Well you can find me at Weaselskull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook. Delvin. You can find me at D-E-E- underscore R-A-Y
0: 1977 Jared you can find me at dees
2: nuts what? <laughs> happy, happy, year. happy new year those balls are yeah. dropping new year old jokes new year old jokes <laughs> anyways i'm at yard sale artist twitter facebook instagram it's all at yard sale artists at. You can find me on the
1: Twitter at Christatos one And if you want to interact with us via live chat and be entered in to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us on our next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on the YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell, and you'll get reminded notifications of when we go live. Just like that. We do it Thank, live! We do it live. Thank you for listening, and we hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Longbox Crusade. You got a comment or question, email us at contact.longboxcrusade, or leave a comment on the Longbox Crusade Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page, at Longbox Crusade. Until next time, take care, and please join us for the next episode as we continue on the Crusade 2. Read
3: the
2: The intro music is provided by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at joseflin 99 You won't regret it. All songs,
1: song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics.
2: Outtakes. I thought it was oh, me for a second. Mr. Ooh. Fiddling around. He's fiddling on things on his desk. I it is, see the clinging glass is him. It, it, it takes them all along. It is not me. Come on, get involved. The mystery is solved. <laughs> Look at what the weasel skull do. Anti-weasel <laughs> <laughs> <how> skull. <laughs> right, Jared days. runs a tight ship, right? For the want of the nail, the shoe was lost, and for the want of the shoe, the Horse for, a for a half a second, water, I thought we were going to get The rider was lost. And for the one of the rider, the battle was lost. And for the one of the battle, the war was lost. And Delvin had to memorize that <laughs> college too. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> I'm already lost. Talk. It wow. all starts with the nail. You let that one nail go. and Next thing you know, you lost the damn war. I'm going to mute now. Is, is that different than if you give him also a cookie? <laughs> it's in it. the same vein, but they don't have you memorize that in R- <laughs> <laughs> because it's just a little fruity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You gave a mouse a cookie, sir No, I kind of want a cookie <laughs> He's going <want> <laughs> <laughs> to want some milk He's going to want some milk He's going to want to come in Say that with pride, soldier You don't give him that milk <laughs> Do you want to give him the cookie? Are you going to be the away. one to give him the cookie? cookie? You going to be the one to give him that cookie, soldier?
1: <laughs> it's your favorite cookie, too Do you want to share with him? <laughs> No, you don't.
2: Not how much milk you can give, but how much you can take. <laughs> you coming.
0: want the, cookie? Yeah, you we're cookie. You want the cookie? You get the cookie. <laughs> it's a milk fight.
3: <laughs>
1: two gallons enter, one gallon <laughs> leaves. Vitamin D's nuts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do we check off all of our jokes?
1: Ain't no two percent or one percent. <laughs> It's a whole milk. milk. Whole milk.
2: Let's see here, the Jimi Hendrix Experience. (laughs) Jason's doing that thing. What is it called? Slow blues. You
1: see, there was so many yeah. actors
2: in this movie, and it made, <laughs> it made, uh, made uh, some of the filming locations. Hey, I'm sorry to try to <laughs> learn something on this show. As my mistake. It is your no mistake. Bad. No one's trying to learn anything. <laughs> what are you doing? Do it on
1: your own time. You can find me at.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <D's nuts>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>